Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 952. I've brought into the studio the cigar box guitar. Uh, October 26, 2022. 83 degrees on this day in 1955. And 16 degrees on this day in 1962. And wait. Ooh. The last 80 is within our reach. Oh, no. No. I'll tell you. I'll tell you when. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner. Hi. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Hyde in the newsroom. And, of course, the rookie. Find out here is your flashlight king. Fireworks thought and the keeper of common sense. How can it be you that difficult? Joe Sushi. What? What now? What do you need? Oh, I want to know more about John Fetterman. Is he married? Does he have kids? Does he have parents? Does he have someone who could rescue him from this tragedy? How do you he avoid? He is married. I remember yeah. his wife being part of the story. He was born in West Reading, Pennsylvania in 1969. His spouse, Giselle Barreto Fetterman, they were married in 2008. Okay. I don't believe it lists... They have three children. Three children. Does he look? Does it look like he's still married? It does look like he's still married. Okay. This Fetterman uh, is running a guy named uh, against a guy named Oz. Dr. Oz. About whom I know very Oprah. little. Oprah made him famous. Why is he? What kind of, is he? A special she doctor? She was a consultant uh, for on. He was a consultant on her show and a frequent guest and lifestyle doctor. He's a he heart became, specialist. Is he literally an MD? Yes. Yes. And uh, why is he, he hated by the left? Because he's a righty. Oh. He took off. He did his own show, Doctor Oz Show. Okay. And so he stayed in the limelight. I'm not sure what his current status is with Oprah. See, sometimes it pays off that you have to watch that crap. That's in case. <laughs> right. Research and development, man. That's right. Just now, R&D, baby. Yes. Now, Rook, give us a thorough background on Dr. Phil. No. Dr. Phil. No, I don't have time. Okay. Uh, uh, give me more. <laughs> give me more on If you need it, it's in the bank. Give me more on us. <laughs> uh, he came under fire for some... Um, it wasn't... It was the products he was promoting. They weren't 100%. Snake oil type stuff? Yes, and I, I don't know specifically. I just know that he came under fire. I'm not sure if he was sued, if they settled, or what. I can do research on that. And has he previously held office? No. Fetterman's been a mayor and the lieutenant governor. Yes. All right. He's an odd-looking fellow. He um, looks like a, a... Here's what's really weird. Like somebody from the Adams. I look at his... <laughs> Isn't that an odd choice of, of attire for your official photo on Wikipedia? Yes. It looks like he just came off his shift at the Shell Station. Yes. This is dated October 7th of this year. According to a report, Dr. Oz was the lead scientist in a years-long animal study that experimented on over 1,000 live animals. That number included the death or euthanizing of 31 pigs. 661 rabbits and more than 329 dogs. A veterinarian involved with the study was appalled by the treatment of the animals and turned whistleblower alleging widespread mistreatment of the animals that included needless pain and suffering. Oz was the principal investigator on the Columbia University study. What was Oz attempting to heal? Not sure, but the USDA eventually reached a 2004 settlement with the university for violations of the Animal Welfare Act. 
that included a fine of $2,000. And was Oz uh, staff, anyone, anyone, was Oz... uh, was he recruited to run for this Senate seat? Uh, is this something he's aspired to forever? Or where'd he come from? He came from? out I, uh, of nowhere. <clears throat> Go ahead, John. Yeah, well, and I also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, he doesn't have a residence, right, in Pennsylvania? He, grew, he lives in New Jersey, and he uses an address in Pennsylvania that's a relative or something. Huh. Well, isn't that illegal? That? I don't like that. So I think he was... I, I don't know about recruited. That's a weird word, but I think, yes, they asked him. you got to give yourself permission to be recruited to run for office no, in the Dr. state. that's Dr. Phil. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, They're all the same to me. Fetterman said uh, his dad was a partner at an insurance firm. He grew up in an affluent suburb of York, and his parents were conservative Republicans. He had a self-described privileged upbringing and said he has sleepwalked through his young adulthood playing four years of football in college and eventually taking over his father's business. Hmm. Dr. Oz has credited the pandemic as his inspiration to run, saying COVID has shown us that our entire system is broken. I am trying to help cure our country's ills. We've lost too many lives, too many jobs, and too many opportunities because Washington got it wrong, Oz said in a statement. They took away our freedom without making us safer and tried to kill our spirit and our dignity. Does he have Trump's endorsement? I do not know the answer to that. That just killed it for Jensen in this state. He just got Trump's endorsement. That's not going to work in this state. It's like coming on this show. Yeah. (laughs) So did uh, Kim Crockett, right? Didn't she also get Trump's endorsement? Yeah. Crockett Jensen. So the voters of Pennsylvania are faced with the choice between a a television doctor or a doctor who has fancied himself uh, a television personality. Celebrity. Would that be a correct way yes. to say it? Yep. And a, uh, a fellow who hasn't done much of anything uh, except he has held public office. He's married. His name's John Fetterman. He's a committed leftist. And he's had the misfortune to have suffered a stroke this summer. And here are some clips from what was called a debate. There are no debates anymore. These are just question and answer sessions. They're not really debates. Uh, so you, you you take it away there, Reavers. This one, Fetterman was asked about not paying his taxes, and this was his answer. Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15-second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills, and it got her paid, and it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Continue. You have another clip? I do. Um, Are you less confused on that or this? More. uh, Hold on. Let me see if I can find. Okay. uh, He was asked about his stroke and whether he has been, I believe. What about the one where he's introduced? Are you saving that 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 one's going to be last. Uh, On his stroke and his current condition. Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm also having to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV, he's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. 
He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down. That well, he's got that down. He's a fighter. He's going to fight for you. He's going to fight. They all fight for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then this is 30 seconds. I can't remember. I, this is not properly labeled, but this is another 30 seconds uh, after he was asked a question. Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight right that there. you support. That This is a very confusing one, because if right. I'm hearing this correctly, the moderator is addressing this question to Oz. Correct. He remains silent as Fetterman answers the question. So I'm a bit puzzled by this. Listen carefully. I think she asked Oz this question. Mr. Oz, I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Uh, I, I, I do support fracking, and mm. I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. Okay. But wasn't that addressed uh, to us? Yes, yeah. yeah. The other, the other troubling aspect of this is, and you can't see it, obviously, as a listener, but it's, he's reading off of a teleprompter. But as a committed leftist, steered by the committed left, he shouldn't be supporting fracking. Right? No. That's a good point. That's true. All right, and finally? Maybe it's a local issue, though. Uh, The question was asked, what qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? All right. What qualifies you to be a U.S. senator? You have 60 seconds. Hi. Good night, everybody. What? That's the intro, right? I think that's the beginning of the debate, correct? Yep. Yeah. Is there any more on what qualifies him to be a senator? That was uh, that was the clip that I got from the website you recommended. Okay. Hi, good night, everybody. Are you sure the, the website is – what website is it? Well, those are just Twitter uh, versions of what he said. Eh, eh. That, that first one is how it went, Kenny. I saw the That's whole real. clip. Okay. That's the first thing he said was yeah. good night. And, okay. and then he continued to answer. But question, so. in the same so he meant to say this, good he meant to say good evening right right yes. that's yeah. a okay. slip up you but know. all right the same right. thing that we say about the president at least the, the same thing I say about the president how I, I just find it troubling and I think it's sad that's the same viewpoint I have with Fetterman okay but here here's what I condition. wonder here's what I wonder where in God's name are we what what is happening you got Herschel Walker who's clearly clearly damaged from a football career. Right. Five will get you ten. He's got horrific CTE. He's nuts. And then you got this crackpot Fetterman. Uh, God bless him. He had a stroke. But you mean to tell me you can't find a, a, a the Democratic Party in Pennsylvania couldn't find a candidate who didn't have a stroke? Wouldn't it be better for Fetterman and his long-term health to say, you know, you might have a political career, but let's get you all healed up here. What What is going on here? 
I don't understand yeah. anything. The, I don't yeah. understand what's going on. Yeah. Why? I didn't understand why after he had the stroke, they didn't immediately move to a different candidate and do exactly what you just said. We all know the answer to Let that. Let him heal. We well, all know I the answer know. to that. What is it? Sympathy vote? It, no, it's it, well, p- partially, but they're not going to, they're this far into what's a very important seat. I think Fetterman will win, by the way. Well, whatever, but they're too far in now where they say, well, we can't change course because we're starting all over again. Well, they could have yeah. started in July. Or whenever he yeah, had the he stroke. He had the stroke, yeah, months ago. Right, but this is years in the making. To, no, yeah. no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Well, he was considered a very strong Democratic candidate until the stroke. Until the so stroke. In, in, a, in a way, Chris is right. But, yeah, why not at that point go, hang on, you know, let's let's wait, let's let him heal. Because you guys know else. it's more important to that party that, the, that that seat is occupied by someone. They don't care who it is. As well, long as it's someone that's neither, occupied. Neither do the Republicans. I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Running. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. If, the, if Dr. Oz had had a stroke, John, the right would be doing the exact same thing. Well, yeah. they're doing it with Herschel. Uh, the Republicans don't have the balls to say we shouldn't be running Herschel Walker. He's, he's goofy. Why do the Republicans have such poor candidates? Yeah, Why do they the... all have such poor candidates? Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. But plenty you, to go around, yeah. I mean, you'd think we'd have that's better than Dr. Oz. That's why I asked the rhetorical question. <clears throat> what the hell is going Where on? Where in God's name are we? Why are these the candidates? It, well, go to the last presidential election. You know, Biden and Trump were the candidates? Those were are not the two most me? powerful men in America, no. Well, forget How about power. somebody younger than 70, you know? Well, how about nice. just someone who's sane and has health? <laughs> be a nice start. You're asking a lot, Joe. I guess I am. Well, there's an interesting piece in the op-ed today, Such. Are Republicans necessary? Right. And it talked about Biden's speech um, saying there's two Republicans, you know, the mainstream and the MAGA. That holds true for the left, too. There's the normal old left, what they used to be called as progressive, and now there's the new commie socialist left. Yeah, and I think the handlers uh, of the commie socialist left, they they see uh, an ally in Fetterman because he's going to be, if nothing else, he's going to be entirely malleable. He, he's he's going to be like Biden. He's going to do what he's told by the people behind the scenes because he can't even think straight right now. And you would think that his wife or... Uh, by so, now, he probably has a child in the late teens. You would think somebody would have gone to him and say, Honey, uh, this you're, you're looking foolish, and you're, you, you've got a lot of healing ahead of you. Uh, why don't we work on that? And then maybe in, you know, years from now, you're still a young guy. You decide whether you want a political career or not. Okay, so the first part of your answer could also be said about the Republican Party. You know, if you have the endorsement of Trump, you're going to be handled and controlled by that side of the Republican Party. I, I Correct? Ab- I ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's no future for Herschel. There's no... Uh, there's no uh, sunrise for Herschel's well, only going to get worse if I if I'm correct in that he has suffered too much from playing football. There's going to be well, no the, bright spot for him. 
I'll take it a step further. There's no future for this country if this nonsense continues. I, I agree. This is why I'm bringing this up. Where are we? What has happened to us that these are the candidates? This isn't Mr. Smith goes to Washington. This is this is pathetic. Is it the Gary Hart phenomenon taken to the nth degree? Well, I can't remember. That's getting to be so long ago. Uh, Gary Hart was a senator, correct? Right. The general story is, uh, uh, I'm innocent, follow me. They did. And, and then some uh, chick was sitting on his lap. Yeah, and so now we're we're digging in so deep and so personal and so far back that, and all of us have skeletons, right? Most of us do? I'm well, running for office. <laughs> you, you know, and, and maybe they're afraid of that. And that's well, Joe. You're the one that talks to young people around town all the time. What 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 do they say to you when you say you need to run? Well, my is, my favorite answer from one of the guys who I think would be strongest is, yeah, but there were the '90s, right? right. Meaning he would be raked over the coals. You know, right. for for but there's uh, not a soul alive that has a perfect background. But it gets back to. No one qualified truly wants to do the job. Well, you just touched on it. Have we reached this point yes. where you have Herschel Walker and John Fetterman because sane, reasonable, GL-type people say, I'm not putting myself through this? Yes. I think that's the answer. That is the answer. And you're left with this? And it's almost become... A celebrity-type status when you're elected to that position of, of the political class, mm, right? Don't yes. you guys think? Yes, Look absolutely. at the, the, the squad. You're seeing it on both sides of the right. political aisle. Celebs. They become famous people. Because yeah. For yeah. being famous. No. No. They're, They're famous almost reality people. television stars. The Kardashians are famous for being famous. They what would you like sing, to know about them? They can't dance. They can't act. Well, they one of them can. They don't do anything. They, they're they famous for being famous. Beginning of the end for the world. Oh, are we getting a theory today? You know, I, 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 I'm closer. We're getting closer. <laughs> one day closer. Well, one day one closer day to the closer. theory. But so much has happened much has to our society since I developed the theory. That it's true? That I know. Yeah, it, it would <laughs> it would be redundant to even say it now. I have oh, to, so we I missed have to, it. I have to refine my theory. I I I I think the answer is that good, solid, caring people don't want any part of this BS. Nope. Well, that's really going to kill us. That's it's because over. all those euphorians are going to fill those slots. They're going to the lifetime activists are going to look at this as this is their now this is their career. Okay, something that really sticks in my crawl. Why why wasn't Kendall Qualls nominated? What are what are they so afraid of with him? Could he possibly be too independent minded and not be controlled by the far right? What was the deal? There? I think that in that case, Kenny, I think it was a case of Burke had pretty decent celebrity status here in in the state of Minnesota, and Jensen had a pretty strong following. That's that's what I believe, because I've asked myself the same question. Because Qualls would be running away with this right now. Absolutely, Joe. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm terribly unimpressed with the Minnesota Republican Party. Well, I'm angry at them. Uh, I'm unimpressed for a variety of reasons, going back to John Thompson. Where you're being they? polite. Yeah. Uh, well, they, Schultz is a good candidate. 
And I'm unimpressed that uh, yeah. Republicans, generally speaking, haven't had the courage to say Trump's an idiot and we don't want any part of it. Uh, only Liz Cheney seems to be saying that, and she gets hated by the pro-Trump people. Uh, but, you know, I don't trust anybody anymore about anything, so for all I know, she has ulterior motives, and, and uh, we're just in a really, really bad way, a really bad way. And you have people in Pennsylvania, they're going to elect this disturbed fellow. Uh, I, I predict Fetterman will win. Because uh, I don't know why I predict that. I just predict it. Uh, because the left uh, is propping him up. The New York Times defends him, uh, as you might expect. They had staffers being interviewed on TV last night who were excusing his, his hesitancy and his confusion, saying, well, that's normal for a stroke. Uh, yes, it probably is, but I... There, wasn't there a day in America when your pride would have said, look, I, I just had a stroke, man. I can't even tell the moon from a bowl of spaghetti right, right. now. I got to have a lot of healing time. And uh, no, I'm not going to run. Yeah. Well, I think whoever was it, Rook, who made the point that it, it's such a big seat and everything that he basically never had a chance to do that, unfortunately, you know, to step back. Whereas right. 40 years ago, I said, yeah, step back for a little bit, heal yourself. We'll nominate somebody else. Well, I can say this, and I don't care what position it is, whether you know, you're know you running for Congress, whatever the case might be. I want someone in that type of position, whether you're a mayor of a fictitious town, I want you to speak coherently. <laughs> Hello, everybody. No, no, stop practicing. <laughs> Jack and Lori have been doing this on hundred years. Act like it. Did it start? Wait, oh, hit the play. Where's... <gasps> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Podcast number one. Hello, everybody. <laughs> was that podcast number one? Sure was. Mm -hmm. That's when we got the, uh, is it the emoji? No, not the emoji. The gif of the guy with the plane that was yeah. trying to take yeah. off. <laughs> with one wing or built. something. Right. Yeah, yeah but it was still <laughs> under construction. People are running after us with wrenches. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Hello, How everybody. I think that's going to be on a t-shirt next year. Oh, there Hello, we everybody. go, Johnny. Good call. <laughs> Well, what are you going to do? Well, Mr. Fetterman, why are you, uh, why do you think you're capable of being a U.S. senator? Good night, everybody. Hey. Hello, everybody. Yeah. It's not even fun to make fun because there's nothing to make fun no, of. Right? No, no. There's nothing no. to make fun right. of right. except I'm making fun of our country. We are, uh, we are falling apart. At the seams. Uh, from top to bottom, we're falling apart, and it's. I never thought I'd see this. Uh, we've I always just... rebounded. And maybe we'll rebound again. But uh, can you imagine Boy. Herschel Walker and John Fetterman in the Senate? Well, at least they'd cancel each other out. That's a good we've control. got a couple of clients that are businessmen here that would be wonderful, wonderful politicians for this state. Um. Let's talk about it off the air first before well, we out I, them I, on the air. I know many business people. But who they're I, both named Mike. <laughs> and, he, and he's no dummy. And one of them the, the, might have the philosophy of there was the 90s. The, well, but they're both brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and but they've Mike got great took care ideas. of that by moving out of St. Paul. So he's now looking at, you know, legislative career, state career, and he's, I don't think he's interested. And I have no business speaking for him, but I know him well enough to know that he's no dummy. 
he's not going to put himself through this BS. Right. Mm. You know. The other Mike would be wonderful. Oh, would. yes. Oh, goodness. Is he going to put himself was. through the BS? No, I wouldn't blame him if he said no. The family of Volkswagen SUVs are in stock and arriving daily. I told you the kid I used to have really wants the Atlas. You know what, kid? Work harder. You're just gonna have to. <laughs> wow. You're just gonna have to get some okay. more dough. Huh? Here we go. You have to get some more dough. Wow, that is cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the family of Volkswagen SUVs at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, on the corner of Highway 36 and 61. The Taos, the uh, Tiguan. We're, we're talking all-wheel drive, IQ drive, advanced safety systems. You know what I'm saying? Winter will become a non-factor. Especially with that family-sized seven-passenger Atlas with 5,000-pound towing capability. The uh, all-electric Volkswagen ID.4 SUV named the 2021 World Car of the Year if you're a candidate. Schmelz is a multi-generational dealership. They don't have 50 stores. This is it. That's why they stay in business through extraordinary service. Great people. And uh, I've shopped there for years, and I will continue to I have two Schmelz vehicles in the stable right now, uh, both of which have to visit there before winter, and I'll get that done. Uh, at Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, and you can find out much more at SchmelzVW.com. The end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. You cannot pigeonhole this piece of music. I was going to say Santana. No, it doesn't sound like anybody. It sounds like Dill. Isn't this the one with vocals? Yes. Maybe not. Is it? I think so. Yeah, yeah I did find out who that is. Who is it? It's uh, Trevor, a kid he works with who used to live here. Uh, who has a, makes his own records and a gal that I'm not familiar with. Matthew should give him some songwriting advice. All songs need to start with what, Matthew? I woke up this morning. Right. <laughs> or it's, it's the, the season. season. <laughs> it's, it's the season. <laughs> that is brilliant. So, uh, big day yesterday. The uh, 49 <laughs> Minneapolis Moline Narrowfront UTU got another seafoam deep creep shower. Sprayed it on every nut and bolt I could find. Blasted the remaining uh, bit in the can into the spark plug holes. Then got out the engine treatment and poured a whole bottle down the intake neck. So if I ever do get around to tearing this pig down, it'll be ready for wrenching. A couple of great products from Seafone. They not only keep engines running great, great engines running great, I should say, but it's also a wonderful cure for what ails malfunctioning cylinders. I should be dumping that tranny tune into the gearbox if I could ever find out how to get in there. <laughs> you you know, um, I actually trust Seafoam more than my mechanical ability. You, you can too. Whether you've been wrenching for years or you're trying to attempt a big scary project for the first time, Seafoam will help you, help you out. And you'll find it everywhere. Fine chemicals are sold, even where they're not. Sea stores, grocery stores, you name it. A local company, a global reach, and a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, Seafoam. Let me go back to the beginning. Because that's the way it works. Well, it's a shorter clip. 
Kenny, you, uh, we've talked about it many times, but the, uh, but the examples of it are becoming terribly obvious. You were wondering yesterday about bias. Yeah. Uh, there's a great example of bias. I'm calling it bias. Perhaps it's not. You, you tell me. Uh, on today's uh, editorial page of the Star Tribune, I would submit to you, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, what I'm about to point out would not be at all uncommon uh, in the newspapers that are still surviving in this country. For example, the play letter to the editor uh, is, as a headline says, Moriarty, comma, not Dimmick. Right. A- and it's, so. uh, it's a letter written by a woman who, uh, who uh, believes that Mary Moriarty is the answer. Uh, and because this woman is anti-police, and believes we'll never police our way out of gun violence. And she says, I'm a gun violence survivor. And she manages to uh, find great fault with the police. And Mary reached out to me because she wanted to know my experience during the criminal trial. And it goes on to say, uh, sadly, many voters have fallen victim to a well-funded misinformation campaign designed to frighten wealthy whites into voting for law and order candidates. So this woman has had the Kool-Aid, Rachel Joseph, and she's, uh, she's an anti, well, she'd deny that, but lady, you're, you're showing your true colors. You think law and order is some sort of code word, and it isn't. People want safety. And so she goes on to plug the hell out of Moriarty. All right, uh, I'll get to the bias part in a moment. The second letter to the editor is called we need Ellison's experience. No. All right. And that's by Mike Freeman. And uh, Mike, I'm, uh, I'm afraid you've been hit on the head playing softball or something because, <laughs> because Ellison is, is. Do you really, do you really feel, answer. honest to God, do you really and truly feel that Mike Freeman is a fan of Ellison or do you feel he felt some sort of pressure to go through these motions? Oh. Knowing Mike Freeman, I'm going to chime in with. Uh, a, he's not 100% on board with Keith Ellison. Well, he certainly sounds like he is. Have you seen I, his I, ads? He uh, went on I, record. I know, but I'm just telling you, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy. But the second letter, unheadlined, is a letter <clears throat> championing Jim Schultz. Well, why couldn't that have been placed ahead of the Ellison letter? Why did the Moriarty, not Dimmick letter, lead the letters why couldn't that be letter number five down here without its own headline you know why well is the answer bias i think it's a combination of bias and i think it's uh also that's the letter everybody reads before they move on Mm -hmm. wait wait now wait wait so you're saying the moriarty thing is an example of bias the placement of it 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 didn't have to be in that location with its own headline Two days ago, they endorsed Dimmick, the newspaper. That was their lead. That was the big editorial on the left side. They endorsed okay. Dimmick for Here's the position. Here's John. Here's John. Here's John to okay. to 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 set us straight. Pull me back from the ledge, Johnny. What about the attorney general letters? Um, yeah, well, it could have gone. Yeah, you're right. Either way, I, I don't know. You know, I I read them, but I don't remember. Mine's all ripped up. Well, one is Keith is the man. That's by Mike Freeman. And the second one's by a guy named Ronald Haskvitz of Golden Valley who says Keith's not the man. Uh, You're right. They did did endorse Dimmick. 
and maybe uh, to prove their, uh, I don't know what, never mind, you're probably right. So forget Moriarty, not Dimmick, as the lead letter as an example of bias. I'm going to let height defeat me in ignominy. Well, that's where well, I, I admitted to that, Joe. No, it's the same thing that I admitted to John uh, when we had our argument. Sometimes my own bias sees things that aren't there. Okay. Or that, you know what I mean? That aren't probably not a big deal. All right. I think yeah, yeah. that's normal for everybody. All right. You know, but I do see it in the two Keith Ellison letters. That's just a the, the, but, the placement is the, the well, placement. Okay. Yeah, but if you get a letter from Freeman, you gotta print it, don't you? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. He's the head up in county attorney, isn't he? Would Would you agree then, if if you are of a liberal bent, if you put the other one first, then could that liberal person make the same argument? I suppose. Never mind. It's a lousy topic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Night, I don't everybody. think it's a lousy night, topic, and what I'd like us to get into is the phrasing and the words and the way they write some of these pieces, because that's where my ire gets up. No, I think you know, and I think Height stumbled on something. And well, an example would be uh, climate change, and how it's just automatically assumed and printed that way, without questioning. If it's real or not. Yeah, there's no more questioning. It's Oh, it's, yeah, it's accepted fact. In every news story you read, it looks Yeah. Like. Uh, well, how about this piece? Uh, tell us again, who's in charge of Minneapolis police? I won't read the whole thing, but it's a really good piece by a guy named uh, uh, Richard Grealis of Bloomington, a retired police officer. And all he's pointing out is... You've got an office of community safety, uh, and then you have a police chief, and then you have the mayor, and then you have the... Who's running the show? He doesn't know where the buck stops. Cedric the Entertainer. When it comes to public safety. And I just think he made a great point. Uh, When this nonsense is over, perhaps the city can hire a good police chief who will in turn promote good street supervisors, and will run the department with integrity, offering justice and fair treatment for all, and the expediency which is needed in police work. All these other players are redundant wastes of taxpayer dollars. And I, 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 I guess I'm biased because I agree with them. And when I read that piece this morning, all I could think of is what the letters to the editor are going to look like tomorrow and which one is going to be placed <laughs> on top. Seriously. So I, I think you're. I think it's a good topic, but we might have been shut down in that case. Well, well, predict which one, which one of these editorials is going to be the play letter tomorrow. Uh, which one of these uh, opinion pieces? Rookie. Yep. Go to the Star Tribune website. Go to the Star Tribune website. Website. Because I don't want to uh, criticize them if I'm wrong. What am I looking for? You're looking for the name, uh, what the hell's the kid's name? The guy that Dante Wright shot just died. What, oh, didn't I print that out for you? You <clears throat> did, but why is his name is in here? Oh, let me look. Uh, my God, what piece did you print out? The, the Dante Wright's victim is not in the piece you 
printed out for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong Caleb page. Livingston. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, Rook, see if what is the most recent piece the Star Tribune has on a fellow named Caleb Livingston, just the way it sounds. Now, he died. He was the fellow uh, fatally uh, who shot was shot by Dante Wright. Uh, it's... It, yeah, but the the focus would be, of course, that Dante Wright was canonized by the left because he was shot by an evil white police officer who happened to be a female, uh, Kim Potter, and we we have forgotten that, uh, and he certainly didn't deserve to be shot, but we have forgotten that Dante Wright was a, a hardened hardened criminal who, uh, prior to this traffic stop in which. Kim, Cotter, uh, Kim Potter made the terrible accident of shooting him. Caleb Livingston was 16 years old in May 2019 when Wright allegedly shot him in the head at the full stop gas station on Lowry Avenue North. I suppose what Keith Ellison would do about that is attempt to shut down the fuel stop gas station. On, uh, on November 21st of 2019, the Star Tribune published a story speaking of the mother of Caleb Livingston. Her name is Jennifer LeMay. And it's a piece about how she basically had to wipe away all of her savings in order to care to provide medical treatment my, for Caleb. My point is, has anyone locally reported no, that, it's, that it's Caleb not Livingston a, has died? No. Joe, it's not on Google. It's just Fox News. Wow. Rochelle Olson had a piece May 28th, 2021. Lawsuit well, sh- claims Dante Wright shot permanently disabled teen in 2019. And then Dante Wright's parents forced to grieve in the spotlight, uh, Matt McKinney and Kim Hyatt, August 20th, 2021. So criminals are heroes. Criminals are heroes. No, I, I, I just think it's uh, in, the, in, the, in the cosmic scheme of news, in, in keeping it in totality, uh, I think it's newsworthy that mm. the guy mm. Dante Wright shot has died. Finally, Absolutely. and maybe that's a blessing. Apparently he was... Terribly, terribly infirm uh, and, you know, paralyzed and couldn't speak or eat or, or anything. And, um, and he died finally. Alpha News has it. Yeah, that, okay, God bless them. But it's, that's a news story, and I don't think you're oh, going to yeah. find it in the local newspaper. You're, you're confirming this, Rook? Yes. There's nothing in 2022. There's nothing in 2022. About Caleb Livingston, or more accurately, nothing from October of this right now. There's nothing. Uh, that is correct. All right. All right. And I did it under the newest. Kelsey notes you had to go to the Daily Mail to find it. Well, okay. Uh, Daily Mail had it, yeah, but so did Fox and so did Alpha. But uh, I just thought it was newsworthy to read, to even remember that guy. Hey, remember uh, Dante shot this guy? Well, a guy finally died. Yeah, definitely newsworthy. Yeah. It, it takes nothing away from Kim Potter's actions in this case. Uh, but I continue to firmly believe, and so did the judge ultimately, that uh, she just made a dreadful, dreadful mistake. Mm-hmm. And, and she's going to pay for it for how many more months? I have no idea. But uh, it's interesting to note that the Star Tribune, which was heavily invested in condemning the behavior of the police, 
has not had a single word about the fact that this poor guy died and his life had been nothing but misery since he had been shot by Dante Wright. Why don't we return with uh, John Height to clarify just about everything? Half a century, 50 years for Redmond's flooring and design. Many, many trends have changed over that time, so that's why you want to plan. You want to have a design set for when you call or visit their store in Anoka. they got a great showroom, by the way, where you can pick out your carpet, pick out your hardwood, tile, vinyl, waterproof. They've got everything there for you. And again, I do mention that they work with Mohawk, the biggest name in flooring. And Redmond's does have a wonderful history. If you want to see what people say about them, go to their website. It's redmonds.com, R-E-D-M-A-N-N-S.com. The design part, they can pick out a plan for you if you're not certain. You might go in and say, we want green shag. Well, they'll go ahead and order the green shag for you. That's fine. That's your own personal choice. But they're not going to do it overnight. They're going to take their time with installation, with the design. That's why you're sitting pretty when you check out Redmond's Flooring and Design. Free estimates. Mike and his crew do a fantastic job. Again, check out the reviews. Make sure you have a plan, or if you don't, let them give you a plan and show you how much brighter your kitchen floor, living room floor, basement, whatever the case may be, can be. 763-316-3332 for 50 years. 50 years. Redmond's Flooring and Design online at redmonds2ends.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Yeah, this is an early 70s movie song. Chef. I'm seeing Pam Greer. Rockford. That's yeah, good Rockford music. Yeah, maybe too hip for uh, that cracker Rockford. Ooh, oh, nice. 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 So the Hoopleheads here in the uh, the boathouse probably don't care, but a lot of us GLers do. The divers are moving through Minnesota, the ringbills, bluebills, the cans, the redheads. Uh, finally, duck hunting season is fun and interesting. If you need to restock on ammo or maybe you dropped that scattergun in the pond last weekend, get yourself into DK Mag's Old Eight up in New Brighton. They've got shotguns for all occasions. Oh, even pheasant. Wasn't the pheasant opener last weekend? Upland birds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you like to walk your ass off in tall grass, (laughs) (laughs) I hope you've you've shopped at DK Mag's. Um, Small game, big game, they can get you set up with the rifle. Um, And both DK Mag's and Monticello Pawn and Gun, They've got smithing services, so if you acquired your grandpa's old Model 12, but there's no way you're putting a round in there, bring it to them. They'll check it out and make sure it's safe and ready for you. Uh, Oh, and one more thing. If you consider yourself an expert in the firearms and accessory world and you need a gig, now's the time. Get a hold of them. They're hiring good people, GL-style people. They've got a great selection there, fair prices, and the most wonderful staff of GLers you'll ever meet. And that's for both locations, Monticello Pawn and Gun and DK Mags. Check out the website, dkmags.com. Here's John Height. 
Thank you, Joe. And uh, before I get to the news, let me tell you about Rivertown Medical Center. They're bringing you the news today. Dr. Larson, Rivertown Medical Center in Stillwater, specializing in regenerative care and regenerative cell therapy. It can help you out a lot of ways. Right now, though, let's talk about peripheral neuropathy. Uh, neuropathy, uh, as you know, if you have it, causes pain, numbness, tingling in the hands or feet. And your doctor, they might tell you, probably already have told you, not much you can do about it except live with the pain. Well, there is. The pain is commonly caused by a lack of blood flow to the nerves, and that causes them to die off. At Rivertown Medical Center, Dr. Larson uses new treatment methods, and they can provide relief as long as you don't already have 85% nerve damage. Uh, now, to find out about all this, you can join Dr. Larson for a free one-hour seminar about this breakthrough treatment this Saturday, 10 in the morning at the Double Tree by Hilton in St. Louis Park. RSVP by Friday, 651-661-4311. Everyone there gets a free neuropathy scan. Again, at 651-661-4311. Saturday, the Doubletree Hilton in St. Louis Park at 10 a.m. with Dr. Larson and the Rivertown Medical Center. In news, Roseville police say a homicide suspect is in custody after a shelter-in-place order was broadly issued Tuesday morning. I have a new desk. Did you guys see that happen? Yeah, I sure did. I, my desk just rose about two feet. And I heard it. Yeah. Hey, now, it's there, just happy to there. see Stop you. Stop the presses. No black players in the World Series, a first since 1950? Well, that's not true. Houston, How could that be? I was going to say, three-quarters no of Houston's team true. is, is well, ethnic. I don't think they can, yeah, well, Dominican, I don't so think. So we're not counting there. Dominican as a I, man of color? I'm assuming they mean African-American. Oh, well, well, yeah, but this, this phony vice president we have f f uh, passes herself off as an African-American. We're going to hear from her later, by the way. I have um, is it the message I just sent you, Chris? Check your phone. Oh. There's a delicious tweet waiting for us on Twitter right now. All right. Thank you, Kenny. What, no okay, black well, players expected in a World Series. Let me click on it. What, you got to be kidding me. I love when you guys ask for 500. Uh, that, that can't be true. The Phillies, I know, have, don't they have, uh, what's his name? The outfielder, Johnny, help me. There's plenty of Latin players. All right. Well, but no... Uh, African-American. This is eye-opening, said Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum oh. in Kansas City. It is somewhat startling. The two cities that have high African-American populations, there's not a single black player. Really? Wow. Um, wow. Well, Dusty Baker is it manages the Houston's. What, are That's we supposed true. to be outraged by this? I mean, it's not by design. No, it's not I'm by design at, the at all. Of the Philadelphia Phillies, and all I see is diversity. Yeah, but you're seeing Latin American diversity. Okay. Oh, 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 we're just well, they're the best players. All right, Rookie, I agree. Uh, the, we're not diverse enough. Wow. Okay. The percentage of African American players in MLB, Major League Baseball, is only seven point two percent. So Ooh. I guess. That really? Line up, huh? Yeah. Wow, I'm shocked. By but again, that phony vice president passes herself off as an African American. <laughs> you mean this phony vice president? Your leadership, Mayor. Thank you for the warm welcome. So here's the thing: yeah. who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, she right? To the oh, Just, there's something about hands in the air. 
The, it, and and okay. most of us, many of us, went to school on the yellow school bus, right? Jesus. And it's part of, it's part of our, our experience growing up. It's part of, a, you know, a nostalgia and a memory of... I never rode a school bus, you miserable fruitcake. No, I didn't either. <laughs> I watched. Not she was also speaking. This is from yesterday. You miserable fraud. Oh, my Not God. Not to mention, you know, I grew up in a household where the term mammary gland was used all the time. <laughs> Any Jesus of the scientists Christ. here, you'll know what that means. You know, hormones, hormones. It was always, that was part of the conversation at the dinner table. I'm a hell of a family. One heartbeat away. Well, back to the news now. Thank you. R Roseville police say a homicide suspect is in custody after a shelter-in-place order was broadly issued Tuesday morning. We discussed this yesterday, yeah. uh, but uh, there were no details yet. According to Roseville Police Chief Erica Scheider, who spoke during a news conference yesterday afternoon, police responded at 1023 in the morning to the 1100 block of Ryan Avenue. When they got there, officers found one person pronounced dead at the scene, as well as two people with serious, uh, serious injuries and two people with minor injuries. The suspect later described as a 17-year-old male had left the scene by the time officers got there. Scheider said a preliminary investigation revealed the suspect, the person found dead, and the four people found injured are all family members. The individual who received the original emergency alert contacted police to report seeing the suspect near the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Police were then able to take the suspect into custody. Uh, Shelter-in-place warning did cause some chaos and confusion around the I'll Twin Cities. It. it reached phones in parts of Ramsey, Hennepin, and Dakota counties. Ramsey County officials later said this was accidental. Only a small section of Roseville was supposed to get that alert. Okay, stop. Mm -hmm. um, that is completely unacceptable. They sent a dozen schools or more into complete panic they mode. Did. And, and that that's just that's unacceptable and, and a simple apology to, to me isn't good enough you need to reassure us that this will never ever happen again I guess I I guess I have an odd thought about this who gives a bleep oh well if you had kids in any of these schools well, you would have been kids, uh, your pants the uh, kids of the kids were put into lockdown yeah well, you should give a bleep. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, I, you know, That's the, the question. Too You're the guy that won't buy. Anyway. You're the one that won't buy your kid and your grandkids a new car from Schmel. So that doesn't <laughs> so they surprise to, they me. They have to walk to school. They can't even take a yellow bus. <laughs> yeah, yellow bus yeah. for you. Get on brats. the bus, you little brat. <laughs> Former President Trump announcing endorsements for two Minnesota candidates uh, Tuesday. Earlier yesterday, Trump endorsing Kim Crockett, the Republican candidate for Secretary of State running against Steve Simon. The Democratic Farmer Labor Party responded by citing Trump's false claims about the 2020 election being stolen, saying Crockett has echoed those claims. Then late last night, Trump endorsed Scott Jensen for the governor's spot. He's running, of course, against incumbent Tim Walls. That ought to both, do it. Both endorsements came on Truth Social, a social media platform created by Trump Media and Technology. Neither candidate appeared to have expected that endorsement. The Associated Press reported Crockett was surprised by Trump's Sorry, announcement. Sorry, Johnny, I'm just putting these last nails in the coffin here. Oh, jeez. In a press release, <laughs> Jensen's campaign said they have, quote, not, active, not actively sought the endorsement of political leaders, but were grateful. Well, okay. See you later. Right. I hope you kept your patient uh, list.
Speaking well, of that, I think Rookie's right. That's pretty much going to kill any chances in this of it, state in this of state any any crossover. We're surrounded by Mysterians, and uh, would would it would it would it have behooved Jensen to say, "I reject the endorsement"? No, probably no, not, because he would no. he would have alienated his base. All right. Yeah. All right. Who don't have anybody else to vote for? Right. Speaking of um, races, as we're nearing what less than two weeks to the election, are you yeah. talking? It's a week from uh, yesterday. Two yesterday. weeks two from, weeks from yesterday. yesterday. Jim Schultz for Attorney General on Twitter. Yes. Ten minutes ago, just dropped a bombshell at uh, Jim for MN, which the Garage Logic Twitter account follows, and I urge all of you to do as well. He has got a series of fact checks and lies from Keith Ellison relating to the food fraud fraud program wow. oh. and basically how his office completely let this fly without investigation. It's fascinating. Hmm. Oh, good stuff. It's a thread, and I urge all of you to check it out. He just put this up 10 minutes ago. Wow. Basically, Ellison could have put a stop to this and didn't. Okay. Will the conventional news gathering institutions see that as a story? Well, let's hope so. Yeah. From the, it might be time to take stock of your life file. A 16-year-old was arrested early Tuesday morning after police say he stole a Kia and led officers on a 28-mile chase. Ramsey County Sheriff's Office said the teen had nine previous arrests for fleeing, possession of weapons by a person under 18, motor, uh, motor vehicle theft and assault. He's also on probation in Carver County for possession of stolen property and possession of a firearm. This all started at about 12.45 in the morning. A St. Paul police officer reported the Kia had been reported stolen and sped past him. Ramsey County deputy was nearby, tried to pull the driver over, but he sped off. State Patrol helicopter took over the chase, which went on for 28 miles, going into Minneapolis before coming back into St. Paul. Driver came to a complete stop on Sherburne Avenue, and deputies caught up to him as he tried to flee on foot. At that point, deputies noticed the teen had a GPS monitoring bracelet on his ankle, and he seemed to be in pain. The teen told officials he had been shot twice on two different days, once in the stomach and once in the leg. Wow. Neither injury appeared to have been treated at the point of his arrest. That's no way to go through life, son. <laughs> All those charges and a couple of wounds when you're 16. Yeah. Right. You got nothing but... but it's got to go up from there. stupid? Right. Yeah. <laughs> The Kia was returned to its rightful owner, according well, to official. Why, why is he roaming amongst us? Thank you. Yeah. Don't ask me. Is it sentencing guidelines or is it soft judges? Well, he's 16. Prosecutors? Yeah. It's a juvenile, so I suppose mm -hmm. they release him, the mm -hmm. parents, whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. A lot of charges, though. Bring back vigilante gangs. A three... <laughs> No, you don't, Kenny. A three-year-old girl is recovering at a Minneapolis hospital after police say she was shot over the weekend. Family said they were at home Saturday night when gunfire erupted outside the Minneapolis residence in the 2200 block of Fifth Avenue North. Pictures of the bullet holes shared by the family show damage to the front door, the siding of the family's home, and inside the bedroom where the little girl was sleeping next to her mother. She underwent surgery for a wound on the side of her head and ear. Few details have been shared by Minneapolis police about the shooting. The department said officers from the 4th Precinct responded to a call about shots being fired outside around 10 p.m. Uh, Minneapolis Police Department spokesperson said no arrests had been made so far in that case. Officials in St. Louis say a school shooting there is a tragedy, but it could have turned out much worse. 
The shooter who killed two and injured seven others at a St. Louis high school this week used an AR-15 style rifle and had more than 600 rounds of ammunition with him, according to police. Orlando Harris, a 19-year-old former student of Central Visual and Performing Arts High School, had ammunition on a chest rig and in a bag and dumped other magazines in a stairwell and corridors, according to interim St. Louis Police Chief Michael Sack. Police got the initial call about the active shooter at 9-11 in the morning. On Monday, officers entered the school at 9.15, engaged Harris in a gunfight about 9.23. He was shot about two minutes later. Sack also read from a handwritten document left by Harris saying, I don't have any friends. I don't have any family. I've never had a girlfriend. I've never had a social life. I've been isolated and a loner my Jeez. entire life. Sack declined to comment on how and where Harris obtained the weapon. He did previously say the school's doors were locked and there were seven guards on duty before the shooting and that the school had metal detectors. St. Louis officials identified the two deceased victims, 61-year-old health and physical education teacher Jean Kuska and 15-year-old student Alexandria Bell. The teacher died after putting herself between the gunman and her students to protect them, according wow. Wow. to the students. What a hero. Wow. Yeah. Former Republican House Speaker Paul Ryan yesterday doubled down on his view that Donald Trump is not the right candidate to represent the GOP in the 2024 election. In an interview with Fox Business's Stuart Varney, Ryan suggested the new swing voter in American politics is the suburban voter. And it's really clear, he said, that the suburban voter doesn't like Trump, but they do like Republicans. So he added, I think anybody not named Trump, uh, Trump is much more likely to win the White House for us. Uh, Ryan pointed to Republican losses under Trump. He said, my party hasn't lost this much, this fast, than we have with Trump. We lost the House, the Senate, the White House, all in the space of two years. I don't want to repeat that. I'd like to win. Uh, Ryan's always enjoyed a not great relationship with the former president. He also predicted the GOP can win back control of the House. He said he felt pretty good as well about Republicans taking the Senate. But you can't seem to negotiate with these folks, rhinos as they call them are just as evil as socialists oh, to yeah, these they, people. They're, they're in the same people. group. And, and that's not that that's a non-negotiable um, fact to them. We're doomed. But, but there are voters, I agree with him, that will vote Republican if you don't have the scepter of Trump hanging over. Right. I know some of those people, maybe. I met with some of our young leaders um, this morning on our way here and um, and one of them said to me I said well what is today about oh, God. and they said saving our planet saving our planet so the youngest of our children understand no not only their power no they don't but the importance to them of saving our planet and I guess that's what brings it home in terms of the concluding point. We owe it to our children. I just see the burning fires. To right hell. now take oh. these issues very seriously. Oh, shame on the them. The clock for... is ticking. I keep thinking loudly. she's done. We are witnessing around our country and around the world the effects of extreme climate. Shame on them for duping and lying to these kids. The clock's ticking, Kenny. The kids say that because you're nice. saying that. But I love when she speaks. She's black. She could be a baseball player. If if when she's nodding constantly, huh? as if to get your approval. Like if I look at Joe and say, Joe, get it? See I go like this. <laughs> Joe. 
I'm uh, guessing, don't black uh, kids play well, baseball in, in urban America anymore? Uh, not so much, no. That's been true for... Just a shame. Remember, oh, 20 years ago, Tory Hunter was trying to... What yeah, was the program? There was a program. Was oh, I'd, I'd contribute to it. Is there still a program? I think it was called the RBI. You program? kids are crazy to play basketball. Why, John? Basket baseball is where it's at. Why? Why what? Why, why do they avoid baseball? I don't. I, I don't know. Sport. More kids mm. cheap. Well, basketball's can I, can cheap I, too. Can I take yes. over as a guy? No. That Go ahead. No, it's two and a half things. So you play with a bunch of white fat insurance sales drunks. Okay, dip. Yep. Careful. <laughs> dip slip. This Careful. is a case of kids today, and this is why I hate the modern game. Baseball is too boring to kids, and it doesn't matter what race they are. Not enough kids are playing that's, baseball. Yeah, like, yeah. Seriously, that's the problem. And, and, and shame on MLB for continuing to put out this crap product that they're putting out. They, the modern uh, game up, is boring. Sorry. Up here in Andover, they couldn't put together a league about three years ago because yep. they didn't have enough kids who wanted to play baseball. So Chris is, is yeah. correct. The Such, did you play baseball as a youth? Mm-hmm. I tried it for a year I and I discovered uh, I can't run, <laughs> I can't field, and I can't bat. So I, I wasn't quit. very good. Yeah, no, I was awful. Well, I couldn't I, see. It, was is, it was the RBI baseball program. Reviving is baseball. Is it still there? Uh, as far as I know, because it's still on MLB's website as of March of 2022. It's, it stands for Reviving Baseball in the Inner City. Well, aren't yeah. the Twins a big part? Big of, time. Yeah. Yes. Yep. They're a big time. Well, I'm sure every ball club is, but you, I mean, you still can't. The, the, the distinction for the World Series was there are no U.S.-born uh, black players right. that are playing they're in that. So they're really splitting the, hairs. They're discounting the Latin American kids. And I'm and sure Dominicans, every, well, that is Latin America. Every ball club is, probably has some program like that to inner city kids. Or I believe this is an MLB effort. It's yeah. not team by team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you find you, you found the interview with uh, the dirtiest man? Yes. All right. Yeah. We'll have that after the news. Got it. But it's it's getting to be nine years old. Well, that's you know what are you going to do? Huh? All right. Right. He was dirty. I'm guessing uh, we'll hear more about this news as it uh, more comes out. Three Florida men have been arrested for allegedly stealing $9 million worth of frozen meat across the Midwestern United States. We closed. Of, we out of, of meat. That's a lot of meat. Yoslani Leva del Sol, Ladier Machine Andino, and Delvis Fuentes, all from the Miami area, face charges of money laundering and transportation of stolen goods, according to Homeland Security. The trio... The alleged uh, are the alleged masterminds behind what the HSI described as a Florida-based, sophisticated, organized criminal enterprise that targeted beef and pork packaging plants here in the Midwest. The investigation began into the multimillion-dollar theft ring in June after several semi-trailers and loads of frozen beef valued at about $1 million were stolen in Nebraska's Lancaster County. Lancaster County Sheriff's Office worked with the HSI field office to identify 45 different thefts that occurred since June 2021 across Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Wisconsin, totaling $9 million bucks in losses. Investigators determined an organized criminal enterprise set up in Miami was responsible, and on October 20th, they identified and arrested those three prime suspects. As the men were taken into custody in Miami, investigators also recovered three tractor trailers with stolen merchandise valued at almost half a million dollars. Wow. HSI said in a statement, this investigation is ongoing and part of the HSI Omaha and Lancaster County Sheriff's Office Major Crimes Task Force. 
Images and video show homeless people in Los Angeles siphoning water and power in camps sprouting throughout the city streets. And in fact, some of them are, are hooking up to lights to get their electricity to run working washing machines on the street. Homelessness is a dominant issue in the state's upcoming mayoral election. The large field of candidates promising to do more on an issue that's placed L.A. in the national spotlight. Sagging tents, rusting RVs, and makeshift structures have become commonplace along Hollywood Boulevard, to Venice Beach, and even in the shadow of City Hall. So we're providing, so they are providing um, uh, toilets and now washing machines? No, they're, washing they're, machines. They're uh, illicitly hooking them up to water supplies. Yeah, the city's oh, not telling okay. them to. They're okay. just doing it. Damn, that's crafty. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Use that it's mind a, to do something good. Uh, as well, you are. know, uh, I have a, uh, a relative living out there, and he says it's amazing. You can drive for miles. Who's out there? All, your cousin? <laughs> see all the homeless folks living on the you street. Speaking of that, um, Such, I watched an episode of Rockford Files yesterday. (laughs) What the hell with that hovel on wheels behind the bar? That thing looks like it needs to be uh, bulldozed. What are you talking about? The, the trailer he lived in. Oh, it was he, always decrepit. He was squatting in the back of a bar parking lot. Yeah, uh, but, you know, look, look, at, look at the view he had. And that's all of L.A. now. Yeah. Rockford started it. In uh, Great Britain, a radio host who died while broadcasting on air. Oh, no. Whoa. It's being described as a dear friend and all-around lovely man by those who knew him and worked with him. Hello? He was 55-year-old Tim Goff. He died suddenly while hosting the Gen X Radio Suffolk Breakfast Show on Monday. You know what? Doing what he loved, John. Yep. He was thought to have been broadcasting from a studio at his home at the time. Uh Uh-oh. The station said nothing. station said, it's with the heaviest of hearts that I have to inform you our dear friend and breakfast host, Tim, passed away this morning while presenting his program, he grew up in the village close to Berry Street, Edmonds. Or Bar- I'm sorry, that'd be Berry St. Edmonds, Suffolk. I don't Suffolk, know Barry. And began his broadcasting career at Radio Orwell well, in 1986. Boy. Well, I think he had a great career. Kenny he went on to for Maple Grove Lock and... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they don't have morning shows apparently in Great Britain. He worked The Breakfast Show. Oh, isn't that wonderful? The Breakfast Show. He presented the breakfast show on Saxon Radio and SGR FM, as well as well, appearing. He was, young, on, he was fairly young, wasn't he? Well, fifty-five. Oh, radio age, yeah. Little and radio broadcasting age. from yeah, home. Yeah. From home, yeah, yeah, Kenny. What do you think about? Well, John, that? thank you. Yeah. Wow, that Amu was hurtful. Haji. Amu Haji, yes. Ah, we Amu, interviewed yeah. him thirteen years ago. Wow. Uh, when he was uh, crowned the world's dirtiest man. Oh, they awarded him, did they? So we found that interview. We'll play it for you in just a moment. First, I want to tell you, did you see the weekend weather forecast? Sure Another did. great weekend yeah. for scooter riding and electric bike riding and golf cart riding. If you get one of those new golf carts from uh, EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. In Forest Lake, the EcoFun store is on Highway 97, immediately west of 35. And down in Burnsville, the store opened this summer that uh, is right on the service road near 35E. And if you call now, uh, you can reserve your storage space for this winter. 
and then do the battery tending and the tune-up and the whole deal. That's for electric bikes, motorcycles, and scooters. And GLers, you buy a scooter this month, you get a hundred bucks off. Huh? You buy a golf cart this month if you're a GLer, five hundred bucks off. And when you buy it this month, they will store it for you for free this winter. You don't have to take ownership until next spring when the riding season begins anew. But there's still lots of time left to. Uh, Visit EcoFun Motorsports for the scooters, the electric bikes, the youth ATVs, helmets, apparel, service. Just a great outfit. Uh, we thank them. They've been with us for a long time. Those two stores, 90, on Highway 97, immediately west of 35 in Forest Lake, and on the service road down in Burnsville off 35E. It's EcoFunMotorsports.com. I was What's praying. your deal today? Why are you so rushed? Here's a man oh, who spends no. hours in hardware stores. It's not Thursday, Brad. Sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Oh, oh Joe Sushi. Wait, no talking over this one. It's the post. How come when I bob and weave, there's a delay, but when Kenny does it, there isn't a delay? Huh? Look at Kenny. That's that's real time. He's moving to rhythm, but I'm real late. Mm, I want this. Chris is, Chris is unconcerned about your being late. I want ten minutes of that song. Well, do it after the show. We have uh, the annual Franklinstein sales event happening right now at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. That's through November 7th. You'll get monstrous savings oh. on the Franklin line, Franklin 23. Scary low prices. The Franklin 40 and the Franklin 50. It's almost like Matthew wrote these uh, copy books, isn't it? Um, the Franklins, they're all Liberty safes. So that means made in the USA, transferable lifetime warranties, and as I and many others have said before me, the best built safes in the whole wide world. Now, Rich, the owner of a Maple Grove Lock and Safe, Rich has got himself a phone number, and he'd like it if he'd use it, 763-494-9075. But Kenny, uh, the guy on the web, on the podcast says, check out the uh, the website. That's a good one, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. The brick-and-mortar address where you'll go for the big Franklinstein safe sale is 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. The Franklin safes 23, 40, and 50 on sale through the 7th of November. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Bring that back up. Come on, I want to hear that song. Chris, no. do you have uh, can I happen? The, uh, the old uh, bit, the, the, yeah. the tape? Could you hit the button, please? Okay. Hello, Amu. Hello, this is Joe. No, I'm Joe. You're Amu Haji. Yes, good pleased to meet you. And why, sir, are you known as the dirtiest man in the world? Can you hold, please? Please hold. Please yep. Hold. It was 13 uh, years do not, ago. Do not come to the door and do an interview. Yes, come back later. Thank you for bread. Um, I'm back. Amu, why have you uh, not wanted to clean yourself up? Little, I am... Do not feel need to have shower right now. My skin is dark and uh, it is okay. And uh, I am in Desga, Iran. This is the town of Desga, and the villagers are good to me. 
Have you ever had a girlfriend? No. Do you want one? Do you have any leads? <laughs> no. Uh, you'd have to clean up first. This is problem. Um, it says here that you had you have fears of getting sick from the water. I am afraid Iranian water is not uh, uh, mostly clear. You have you can you can get sick from uh, uh, drinking it, or uh, I believe to bathe in it, you would make you sick. Mm-hmm. Now you but had I have, a, have a good life. The reason we're calling you in 2013 is that you had a a short documentary film about you called "The Strange Life of Amu Haji." Yes, they come with uh, the camera and see where I sleep. I have a, a, a small house of brick. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 comfortable, but not it's it's uh, it, it is okay. There's a lot of trash around this place. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that interview. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. No, no. I, have, I want to read poem to you. Poem? P- poem. All right. I, uh, I, just, I want to explain. Um, you might understand what I like and love. All right. Uh, this poem, I love trash. Anything dirty or dingy or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. Here's some more rotten stuff. I have some newspaper, 13 months old. I wrap fish inside it. It's smelly and cold. But I wouldn't trade it for a big pot of gold. I love it because it's trash. You know who authored this poem? Who? I I do. Oscar the Grouch right. on <laughs> Sesame Street. I didn't know you had that on TV and I read I know it. of. I, there, we, I have newspaper here, sir. Yes. So I, I understand in your custom there are people who uh, li- are like me with trash. Right. You, uh, I have seen documentary. We call uh, them hoarders. Well, this was, this was not hoarder. Uh, uh, Lamont, he, uh, Lamont on the sh- uh, documentary surround himself with trash. All right, thank he you, sir. With, he lived with his father. Right, thank you. You also know uh, uh, Snoopy. Yes. Yes, Big Ben. He's yeah. one of my hero. Right, I can see that. Thank you very much, and good luck to you. Hey, uh, maybe I'll talk to you in the future. Maybe. All right, thank hey, you. Bye. And of course, hey. yes. Uh. If you're ever in Desgairan, you come to say hi. Okay, thank you. <laughs> go, cause this is goodbye. Yes, it is. I will go now to find Red. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bill Stein up in Aiken had a reverse. That uh, was our interview back in 2013. That was it from 2013, and that's why we lost the show. We, uh, <laughs> we've been saying, uh, what are you going to do this weekend? And people have been saying, I'm going to can apricots. Well, Billy Stein tried it up in Aiken. Oh, how'd that go? Well, he said, I've been following the conversation on ap- apricot canning. I realized that many of the people in the service industry must, have, industry must have taken the same course in salesmanship, asking questions like, do you have big plans for the weekend? I love the GL answer 
I'm going to be canning apricots. Recently, we have had a great new barbecue place open in Aiken. The food is great. It is run by a Marine vet and his wife and son. Great food and great people. His son runs the till and takes orders. He always asks if I have any big plans for the weekend. Yesterday, when he asked me his question, I thought, now's my chance. I replied, I'm going to be canning apricots. Much to my chagrin, he answered, apricots? My family loves apricots. My mom has a great recipe for apricot jam. Would you like it? Wow. Crestfallen, I now have a great recipe for apricot jam. So it kind of backfired on him. Should have kept his mouth shut. (laughs) Kind of backfired on him, didn't it? I want to hear more about the mom. Uh, Which mom? I have uh, two apricot trees. Where? I really love your peaches. I want to see you shake your tree. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Nope. I'm saving this. Did I screw that line up? Downing screw it up. You messed it up. Want to shake your tree. Shake your tree. That's what it is. Because it means, you know. Downing wants us to know that the pumpkin patch under the Highland Water Tower is open today through Halloween. Today through Halloween. So he has it open during the... uh, I'll probably end up driving by him at some point. Has it open during the, the week. I still have some floral stuff I need to drop off. Rook, to house. get ahead of the rush of the you email, still have more? Just two uh, Rubbermaid things. I, well, won't I don't want them. I won't bring them to work. I don't want them. I don't want them. To yeah. get ahead of the rush of the email uh, inquiries that we're going to get, mm-hmm. <laughs> is that interview going to be available on the Garage Logic Town Council? No. I think we could stream that one. No. Uh, no. You there's too much. I, I, if I remember, you uh, you let him off pretty easy. You, yeah. You didn't I did. really. I did. Didn't really go into his I life did. that much. I did. That's fine. We'll just uh, leave that. May he rest in peace and never surface again. Well, he did die. I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, may he never, you know. Oscar the Grouch. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa. Uh, It's a park. Marloth Park. There you go. From the traveling linemans. Uh, On this day in 1950... Nineteen fifty. Uh, Joe, today is October twenty sixth. Edward Calvin Kendall and Philip Showalter Hench, Mayo Clinic doctors, and Taddeus Reichstein, a Swiss doctor, were awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine for their development of cortisone. Huh. Yep. Wow. Back in nineteen fifty. I bet that's what they named the shot after. Cortisone. On this day in 1960, <laughs> what happened in the local world of sports? 1960. Well, that has, has to be World Series related, right? No, because we didn't have the Twins. No, this would have been be when our stars the season. No, we so. were awarded. We were awarded a franchise. National Football League franchise. Wrong. Calvin Griffith oh. decided to move his Washington Senators to Minnesota, where the baseball team was renamed the Minnesota Twins. So that was on this day in 1960. So on October, what's today? 26th. On October 26, 1960, we all learned that we were entering the major leagues of baseball, and they played as soon as the following spring. Question mm-hmm. for you, Joe. Uh, I, I never made it to Met Stadium. You didn't? Oh. No, I, I, I didn't. Wow. Um, was it charming? Yes, it, it was doesn't a, one look, of the erector set era it ballparks. It doesn't look charming. It was charming because you were outside yeah. and it was, you know, you looked yonder and all you saw was farm fields. And, I was only in the outfield. I was never yeah. in the what, infield. What was, uh, other than inside baseball sucks, 
Was there any other thought or talk of building another outdoor stadium? Just an upgrade? Yes. Yes. In fact, uh, one of the plans that preceded the uh, what the current football stadium is and the current baseball stadium was a kind of a Kansas City arrangement where you'd have a new football and new baseball out there. Next yeah. to each other. And you would have had parking and this and that and the other thing. But the, uh, the cultural trend shifted to more urban locations. And multi-purpose yeah. venues, yeah. right? So right. there you have was it. Such a, that was such a horrible baseball stadium. What? The dome. Oh, it was just terrible. Yeah. Dump. I wish someone wrote a book about it. Yeah. Well, there once was Met a Stadium I does did. not. I wrote it doesn't about look. Stadium. I, that's what I guess I meant. It doesn't sorry. look charming. In well, the there photos was. To me. You know, either did uh, Milwaukee County Stadium. Either did. They were basically uh, the same, weren't you know, they? The, the, the culture went through a period of what we called the erector set ballparks and then you started to get the new ballparks and then you had domes and then back to the new ballparks both pittsburgh and philadelphia are playing in relatively new ballparks Mm -hmm. but they're third generation ballparks right in fact philadelphia was scheib field and uh, pittsburgh was forbes field then they pittsburgh went to riverfront stadium all right okay which was multi-purpose all right that's enough philadelphia went to veteran stadium which was multi-purpose it was a yes or no question you know, Kenny, if you go to Target Field now and you look at right field and you see those colored panels, that brings back memories of me and Joel. Yeah, they had colored this, panels outside the uh, outside the Met. So that always brings me a warm feeling whenever I see jo- that. So, John, did yes. you go? To, were you at the Met? Did you? Yeah, we uh, for about three years in a row. My brother would take me down to see Yankees Twins games in '66, '7, '8, '9, huh. right in that era. My memories of Met Stadium are the snow cone, the rainbow snow cone, and some moron always climbing up the f- the uh, foul pole. Mm-hmm. I think that happened twice when I was at. Was it uh, your brother Paul? Uh, it wasn't the poor. The poor was still pretty young. He maybe hadn't started his career yet. Uh, <laughs> and Bob probably just uh, Bob probably had a couple beers and and uh, just drove us back home and. Uh, it was those were good memories though. What was the name of the movie that was shot there during a Vikings game? I have a friend, actually Tom Cook, mm. the drummer drummer guy they call him, was an extra in that movie and in the crowd at Met Stadium. Uh, I'm unaware of a movie yeah. filmed at Met Stadium. Yeah. Okay, been, can we be done now? There's a lot of Met Stadium right. stories. Let's uh, let's go here. Calvin wondering how they're going to get a jet in. That Thank you, GLers. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, GLers. <laughs> We're not done with this day in history. Yeah, we oh. are. What, oh. what happened, Chris? What do you got? Into deep left center from Mitchell, and we'll see you tomorrow. Is that on this date? Thirty-one years ago, October twenty-fifth. We don't even start the World Series till Friday. No kidding. That has to be one of the two greatest sports moments in Minnesota sports history. What would the other one be? Well, them winning it the next night. I think it was the year the Vikings won the soup. See, you you just have to. That's right. Never mind. You just have to be a jerk. Singer. You know, he's got a lot of nerve this year talking, doesn't he, with his woebegone Packers. I tell you, they're pretty bad. Uh, tell you, let me tell you. Yeah, Aaron has nobody to throw to. Same thing with the Yankees, too, right? Royce Smalley yeah. just sent out a uh, tweet about 19 hours ago. Thank you, everyone, for all the very kind birthday wishes. I'm having a glass of great wine and thinking about 35 years ago today what that meant to all of us and how we shared it together as a community. So that would have been the 87 win. Right. That's right. That same day you got a hole-in-one. 
No, that was October 22nd. Oh. No, October 25th. Yeah. Which, guess, which is when he sent I, this. I got you, Ken. He sent this out yesterday. Is that it? Are we done? Are we done? We done here? Well, if you are not done, go to PodMN and find out all sorts of baseball podcasts, I'm sure, that you can find in their library. That's PodMN on your smartphone. And then when you sneak over to the YouTube page, subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube page. More importantly, subscribe to the Garage Logic Council. Go to garagelogic.com. It's pennies on a dollar. It's $100 a year or 10 bucks a month. You do the math. After day, you really think they want to. Yes, I do. Okay. I really do. <laughs> we got great stuff off here. Oh, hey, hey, wait. New Me's- Krabby Coffee Shop today. All right. Oh, that's really? right. Yep. It was a fun one. All right. Yeah, you, McLean you was wound was up. Was Dawn on? Yes. Okay, then I'll tune in. <laughs> thank you. All right. Don't Once again, you. thanks, GLers. Check it out. Don't forget to... Hello, everybody. <laughs>